Welcome to Braybrook Live, broadcasting from Braybrook College in Melbourne, Australia. I'm your host, Hamza, and today we are accompanied by my co-hosts, Sienna, Malat, and Huda. Today we have a very special guest, Dorothy Aldous, who works in HR at Accenture. Welcome, Dorothy. Hello. Thank you for having me, guys. Thank you for coming. Did I say your um, last name? Yes. Right? Yeah. All right. All good. Hi, Dorothy. I'm Malat. And so, Dorothy, could you please explain to us your HR position? Sure. So, currently at HR, I do a bit of a hybrid role. So, I do HR projects as and when they come up and also I project manage an HR chatbot. So if you think of it kind of like Siri, but for Accenture. So you can ask this chatbot, which is called Ava, um, what your annual leave balance is, what's the parental leave policy, how do I, um, you know, where's my tax file number, how do I change my super fund, all of these you know, general HR queries, you can ask it into a bot and the bot Ava will, um, will give you the answers instantly. So that chatbot answers about a thousand questions a day, which is kind of cool. Hi Dorothy, I'm Huda. Um, Why this growing up, did you see yourself in the position you are in today? No, and do you know what? It, my, the position I'm in today probably it wouldn't it didn't exist when I was younger, um, and so I think when you're thinking about what kind of career you want to head into, um, understand that. The job that you go into may, may not even exist now or tomorrow or next year, um, but you know, with the, the rate at which technology is just changing everything, means that you know, a lot of you will be in jobs um, in the future that don't exist yet. Um, but I know for me, um, growing up as the child of Vietnamese refugees, your, your only career options are doctor, <laughs> accountant, <laughs> lawyer. Um, and because those are the careers that, that, you know, back in the rural village in Vietnam, it, being the doctor was the, the career that guaranteed you prosperity and respect in your community and all the rest. So my parents don't know anything about you know technology or technological careers so they they recommend what they know but the you know a good career in rural vietnam in the 70s is not going to be necessarily relevant um to you know careers today for you know young people in 2023 hi dorothy i'm sienna hi we are currently in the process of selecting our courses for next year and i just wanted to ask how did you deal with the fears of feeling like you didn't choose the right path straight away um, oh, good question. Yeah. So, <laughs> a lot of these answers today are going to come back to, you know, the options that I chose when I was younger um, were influenced very heavily by my parents. So, I wasn't smart enough to get into medicine. So, I um, studied commerce and law. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... And at, at the time, I didn't really feel like I had that many options because that was what my parents told me that I had to do. Um, and then, you know, through the course of my studies, I, you know, I realised that law wasn't the right to fit for me. Yeah. Um, I'm a bit too bubbly. <laughs> um, and so the commerce of my commerce degree was marketing. I thought, oh, that's something that's probably more suited to my personality mm-hmm. um, than just pages and pages of just... Um, you know, legal documentation. So I, I am a qualified lawyer, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't be able to lawyer my way out of a paper bag. <laughs> Don't ask me any legal questions. Hi, I'm Hamda. Um, so what course or career path did you follow straight after high school? Yep, so I did a double degree, commerce and law. There you go. I racked up a lot of hex. Yeah. And, then <laughs> um, and look, it's one of those things I... 
never practiced law, but I don't regret that decision. So, you know, if you if you choose a like you know a good course with good practical skills, even if you don't work in that profession, like the the just the. Re, um, how do I say it? No, but the skills that you get from having to sit through and pass a law degree, those are, are really, really highly sought after skills by an employer. If you've, if you've completed a law degree, so you know, there's a, a level of attention to detail, perseverance and being able to um, provide a per persuasive argument that I use all the time. And, um, and a fun fact is that you know, out of all of the people who graduate from a law degree, less than half actually go into the profession. So a lot of people will go into a law degree um, knowing that, that, that it's not going to be their career, but it, you do get a lot of useful transferable skills. Amazing. Just a follow-up question with that. Sure. Um, do you feel as if this has shaped who you are as a person today? What's that, the university or...? Yep. Um, <laughs> sort of like your career path. Look, I, look I, there are a lot of aspects of law. I just, there is, like, if, you, if you can work your way through a five-year double degree, you can do anything. Yeah. You can, do, you, can, you can work your way through just the, the minute detail, but also there's just a lot of it that isn't interesting. If you can do that, um, it speaks to your determination, your work ethic, and your ability to get things done. So perseverance at its finest. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> there you go. Uh, could you explain a little bit more to us about your experience with transitioning between seven roles in 20 years? Yep. Um, well, I have always been open to opportunities. Um, and so one of, the th one of the things that a boss of mine told me, which I still take with me today, is just um, always say yes to an interview. Even if you're not going to get the role, or even if you think you might not like the role or you, it's not for you, say yes. Just go there, have a conversation, find out something new. Um, if nothing else, it's good practice. Um, and there have been a number of roles that I've gotten just from saying yes to an interview. Just like, oh, look, oh, I'm not really interested, but it's worth it to see what salaries are out there in the market. Like, I'm on this, but I, I haven't changed jobs for five years. But has the market moved? Am I worth more than I thought I was worth? Um, so always say yes to an interview uh, because you never know what might come of that. And even if you're not interested or successful in this role, if you make a good impression, there'll be another role that you know that you might be good for um, and so in terms of being able to, to successfully transition it's about being open to new roles but also being flexible um, there are roles that I and so I work part-time and I've got two kids at home and so um, there was a role that I wasn't in love with the idea of um, at Accenture, but it was still, but it was it was part time. It was flexible. Um, it worked in quite well with you know my responsibilities at home, and it actually turned out to be my favourite job, which is what I'm doing now, uh, working on the the chatbot. I had no idea what it meant to um, basically design the service of a chatbot and what that looked like, but just actually you know, figuring out the algorithms, working through the conversation logs is actually it's my favourite job at Accenture, and I've been there for nearly 11 years. Um, but part of that was just saying yes to an, to an opportunity. I was like, oh, I don't know. But yeah, my favourite. And I've been doing that for the last kind of three-ish years. That's amazing to hear. If you are just tuning in, you're listening to Braybrook Live on Live FM, live here from Braybrook College in Melbourne, Australia. My name is Hamda and my co-hosts are Sienna, Mela and Huda. 
and our special guest today here is Dorothy Aldis from HR and Accenture. Wow, Dorothy, just going back to the other question a bit, mm-hmm. I feel like seven positions is quite an achievement, so through what challenges did you face throughout all the different positions? Um, one of the challenges, but which I think is just, and it touches on another one of the questions that is asked, that's going to be asked, is, is around resilience is um, taking on a new challenge, taking on new responsibilities, going into a new team where you're out of your comfort zone. So, um, you know, it's, I think it's easy to just kind of keep the wheels in motion in a role that you're comfortable with, you're familiar with, you know the team. But it also, what that, like, that comfort means that you're not learning, you know, new skills and you're not putting yourself out there. So I think, and I remember reading somewhere that kind of that, that comfort is just like, it's the, it's the other side of just kind of learning. So just, you do need to get out of your comfort zone to experience um, and learn new things. Sort of turn the page. Yeah. yeah. Yep, that's right. And also just, um, that's like when you don't know what you're doing, that's when you learn the most. Um, but yeah, when you're just keeping, oh yeah, it's the same old thing. I'm comfortable. I know it. I'm good at it, whatever. Yeah. Um, you're not learning anything new. And you're not getting out of your comfort zone. Yep. Yeah. How do you show resilience and adaptability with the challenges you face? Um, you don't really have a choice. Um, and it's one of those, th- and if, you know, when I look back at COVID and you think about resilience, you didn't, we didn't have a choice other than to be resilient. Yeah. Um, and if I didn't show resilience, then I just, I, I, I would have bowed out by now. Um, but it's one of those things you can only develop resilience by um, going through hardship. Yeah. Like, 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 like there is no other way. You don't just, it doesn't just pop out of nowhere. It's not something that you're born with and you, you, it's not a skill that you can de- develop if you live only a sheltered life. If your mum or dad has gotten you your job or your uncle or, or whatever, you haven't actually had to demonstrate resi- that You haven't been in a position where you have to demonstrate resilience, so you won't have it. Yeah. Um, so it's really only through just challenging and just saying yes to challenging opportunities that you develop resilience. Yep, and getting out there. Yeah, yeah. 100%. What would you say is your most rewarding part of working at Accenture? Um, The thing that I love the most is just seeing how technology makes people's lives better. Yeah. Um, And that's not something that I had anticipated working in HR, but just it is, I work, my role is like the cross section between HR and technology. So I can see how technology makes people's jobs easier. Um, They can get information a lot more quickly. So I'm not saving anyone's life. I'm not a paramedic. I'm not doing, you know, really important work like that, but just I, I can just see how technology makes everyone's lives just easier. Yeah, the positive Which is awesome. impact, yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, how do you determine that an individual is most suitable for a position? Yep. Um, when it comes to entry-level positions, so for, for people, you know, your age, school leavers looking for work, you don't actually have a huge amount of life experience. But what you do has, you know, you've got manners, you, you've got punctuality, you can be friendly, you can research the role that, that you're applying for. So all of these things are free, all of these things that you can do as a young person. No one expects you to have 10 years of work experience or to have traveled the world. But you know, we, I would expect you to turn up on time, do some research, or have some interesting questions about the job, um, and be interested. What qualities do you look for in an applicant? Um, 
all of all of those things I've just mentioned. So, um, just being punctual, being polite, um, having done a little bit of research on the company or the role, and having some in interesting questions. You know, whether it's about you know what the priorities are for the business or for the role. Why is the role available? Um, what are the promotion opportunities? That there, the, there are, these are all the kinds of questions that demonstrate that you're interested in the role. Right. Um, do you have any advice or tips to give us about looking for interview, like what you should look for, what we should bring to the table? Um, I would say the tips I've just mentioned around just making sure that you're prepared, um, researching the company or the role, um, and just and just. Don't be, it's totally fine. I remember, you know, when some of you attended the Accenture office. It is absolutely fine for you to have age-appropriate um, interests. You know, whether that's gaming or just hanging out with your friends, it's fine to say that. Rather than, you know, I've had a couple of people say, "Oh, you know, look, I didn't really do much," but just it's it's fine for you to be interested in gaming or to be interested in makeup or you know, hanging out with your friends. Um, and those are all much better responses than, oh, I don't know, or hmm, nothing. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Alright, well this has been Braybrook Live broadcasting from Braybrook College. Thank you Dorothy for enlightening us with your knowledge. It has truly been an honour. We have been Hamza, Sienna, Malat and Huda. Thank you. But that's all we have for today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank for you. Having me.